This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I've recorded the intro to this podcast before. And then I went to edit it, the video, because we're a video guy now, and I realised I had tomato ketchup on my face. I thought it was just bad skin. Zoomed in, 4K. Um, Yeah, pretty much ketchup, so I'm having to re-record it. Before we get started, let me just enjoy a nice can of... Actually, it doesn't matter what the can is, because we don't have any sponsors on this podcast. I do this all my fucking self. With my money and some of the money from patreon.com forward slash the downbeat, where about 1,300 people give me one pound a month, and that adds up to me being able to do this. Just one pound a month can help this sort of idiot make more stuff like this. You want to do it? Go to patreon.com forward slash the downbeat and give us a quid. If not, don't worry, it's only a quid. But then at the same time, it's only a quid, so just basically give it to us. Or if you want to support in a different way, you could also, or on your way out of the Patreon, you could go to www.thedownbe.at, so it spells downbeat, and you could pick up a lovely t-shirt, and that money will go almost directly into my pocket. I always wanted to know how to play the guitar. It's not an ad for that, right? If you remember that ad, it's not an ad for that. Stay with me. It's the same ballpark. Are you a guitarist? You've managed to get this far. You've managed to get through the military-grade anti-guitarist systems at the downbeat. And I feel like it's only fair that I give you an offer for that. The lovely people at Neural DSP are giving listeners of the downbeat podcast a whopping 30% off. That's 30 with an F, 30% off any of their plugins. So you can plug your guitar in and sound like anyone from Gojira to Pliny, Tim Henson, Tom Morello, you want to sound like Stray? Load that one up. There's a nolly pack. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all these people. You want to get that tone straight out of the box or you can fiddle with it. I've been doing some fiddling. I don't even play the guitar. It's making me sound good. So look forward to my side project. Don't know what that's going to be. Not only do you support the podcast, but you support the wonderful people at Neuron bringing these plugins and they are wonderful people. Side note, got pretty hammered with them at NAM. 30% off any plugin at neuraldsp.com, excluding new releases until 90 days after they've released. The code is downbeat. That's downbeat at neuraldsp.com. Let's get back to the show. This episode is the culmination. Is that a word? Doesn't matter. I am a broadcaster. This episode is, let's go with culmination, is the culmination of about two years of prepping the podcast to be what I want it to be. High quality, high definition video, high-quality, high-definition audio, uh, just basically a visceral entertainment experience for you to enjoy, for everyone to enjoy. There's no paywalling. The one pound just sort of gives, you know, we, we this episode, we, we went live on Twitch. Will we do it again? I don't know. But we had people behind the scenes, Simon moderating. We had Leica switching cameras. Let me just grab another sip of your brand here. Mm, it really is refreshing. And quite cheap. I find it gives me the energy I need to get through a nice workout or maybe even the drums or something like that. Get it? Get what I'm doing here? Anyway, my guests this week are Dan and Sam from Architects. We talked about their new album, The Classic Symptoms of a Broken Spirit. We talked about how people act online. We talked about the state of the world. Some of it was depressing. Some of it was quite nice. I had a lovely time. I made them a coffee. 
my little chihuahua was there. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you won't hear it, but just imagine it. Let me set the scene. It looks really good. It's in high definition. It's Dan Searle and Sam Carter from Architects on the Downbeat Podcast. Um, I'm never doing this live again, <laughs> ever. It'll it, be worth it. It'll be it special. It, I'm just not going to do it. It's just not going to happen live because the extra effort. Oh, welcome. Well done. This is the, the extra effort. Song. This is why we this, can't have nice things. I'm shaking. Yes, okay. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah, pleasure. Sorry about that. That was uh, yeah. that's basically me trying to be a TV producer, and it's, I'm not. Well, no, you're just seeing the you you're particular. This is your this is one of the things in your life you want it to look good. I tell you this, you can't see it, but it looks really good. Does it? I think okay. so. It might be going wrong right now, but it doesn't matter because really, what's happening? Nothing's on fire. Like everything's recording. So if this goes trust. wrong, fuck you. We'll just watch on front page. Whoops. Doesn't matter. Um, we can just watch it on. You just watch it on YouTube. Is there the no swears on the front no, page? No, we can swear. Doesn't matter. Oh, thank I've God. Done, I'm far worse. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we've jo- got to be careful anyway. Join, joining me on the Downbeat Podcast, the, the new and improved Downbeat Podcast. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you, can, you can take it off. Do you want mine? No, no I like it. No, uh, okay. <laughs> some, some context there. Uh, Dan, Dan's headphone cable is slightly too short because no one's paying me to do this. Um, and I couldn't afford a longer headphone cable. So probably please just give me some money either on the Patreon or Twitch. There you go. There's the plugs. This yeah. is an impress- impressive setup. Yeah, it's really. Other than that, because I can really see that bothering me. This is, this is. Do that. Let's do that. This is the, um, this is the best one I've done. This is the highest quality one I've done. Yes, that was my plan. And I've been on off menu and that's. Hear that, motherfuckers? Yeah. I text Ed every week about going on off menu and he says no. Not interested, not famous enough. He came to, he came to me. Yeah, because you're legitimately famous. I'm just a man with cameras now. Well. He did your show though. You came to the. That was fucking cool. Craig, Craig, you're more famous than me. Crumbs from the table. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, are, you are more famous than me, I think, yeah. Famous fame as a mask <laughs> that eats away the face. face. Joining me on the Downbeat podcast today, there's two of my best friends in the world, but also they're in a really big band, which helps me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship. It's perfect. Dan Searle and Sam Carter. Yeah, it's pretty special, isn't it? Thanks for coming. We would be here anyway, wouldn't we? But yeah. you were, but without the, I've just pulled yeah. in that mate thing. Like you know, we, you know the coffee we'd be having. Do you mind yeah. if I film it? But we did. We, we were supposed to do stuff on the last the last time we were through as well, and we didn't end up doing it. Oh yeah, because it was sort of we were like, oh, we'll wait till we announce that there's an album. Because on the last tour, we hadn't announced that there was another album. We were just yeah. playing. Oh one yeah, it was there was. There was top secret shit, so yeah. it would have just been banned. I think we played you some stuff in the dressing room as well. Yeah. I you put on a brave face. You went, oh. The, yeah, the people will love that. this. Do you hate being in that situation, though, being played? like a Someone's new song. You're like, well, I'm like, you're not going to say if you hate it, are you? I went to America. I think I would. I went to America and, and had to go in a room full of like over 100 radio DJs from across America. And sit there and watch them listen to our album front to back. Yeah, it's painful. You were just watching them listen to it. Yeah, just looking at the expressions and me and meeting them and just being sat there like, "This is insane." 
is it okay that they're all wincing? They all loved it. So yeah. I said they did anyway. The 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 line with press, yeah, the line with press, which I try and not do. Not to make this about me. It's kind of about me. Thirty percent, not thirty-three. Thirty percent is like you sort of have to pretend to like everything, and that's where I'm really struggling yeah. to find guests. Yeah, because I'll get yeah, a press yeah. agent thing, and they'll go, "Oh, do you want this guy?" And I go, "Is, is there anyone else?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. you've got to pretend to be into it. That's or you've got to genuinely love music. But then also, then. there's it's be, it's better to do that because then you then you you're you're loving what you promote, you know, and you're not being negative about it or, or anything. There's no point in wasting your time with that. Dis- dishonesty. Well, because then you won't be yourself when you're promoting it, will you? Yeah, I think I've done, I think I've done two where I didn't like the person's band or their new record. Which ones? Um, As uh, Adam Z from Killswitch Engage. He's saying. I'll yeah. tell you this, that's, again, that's sort of the thing that we're talking about. And uh, I cancelled the... Uh, singer of Refused because I asked him do you mind if we talk quite a lot about The Shape of Punk to Come because it's really good and he's fucking sick of that because it's quite obviously the best one and he was like no I'd rather talk about the new one and I didn't really like the new one right so I went but also I think think their their fans would want to hear about that as well. I had Especially a, in this in this sort of genre. I feel like it's different to that that like if you're like really in that punk world. But I think everyone now knows the shape of punk's come, so you would want to talk about it. And it fucking changed everyone's life. And the story around it's amazing. They split up before it came out. It would have made a good episode, but we're not there to We're not talking about Hollow Crown today. We're not talking about Hollow Crown. Um can if you want. You, you, <laughs> you so you've been doing all the press. I did, I this did is, a lot and this there. is press. Trying to make Sam famous, so. and uh, oh, fucking th- needs the help. <laughs> I think it's, it's one of the things with the band. I think over the last couple of years, which I think has been sort of quietly happening without us all really talking about it, is everyone's sort of taken some roles because I think for a while Dan was doing a lot of it, and I think obviously when he's now got two kids, I think it was time for me and Ali to sort of step up and sort of not that we weren't already, but I feel like we took on a, a bit of a more important role in, in terms of like, well, I'll just do all the press because I can do it and I can make the times work or whatever. And I think Ali's really jumped on with doing the, uh, the sort of merchandise and the, biz- and the business side of things. And then it just means that Dan has the time to focus on writing while we're doing all the other stuff, which I don't, but I don't feel like we really spoke about it. It just kind of naturally everyone went like, okay, I'll do my bit. I'll do my bit. And yeah, Ali's really stepped out of the shadows. Yeah, he has. He has business team. Streetwear Alley. I'm really proud of him. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. All the Architects Merch Co. stuff yeah. is insane. Yeah. yeah, he's done really well. And, um, you know, he's sort of like my protege, really. <laughs> what, just, just, just training him up? Yeah, like a, a sort of a son to me. Because I've got two daughters, so... So you don't? I don't think I'll have more kids. So Ali is sort of like... An old... Fills that role. He's older than me, but he's... Benjamin Button if child. He feels more like a son than a friend. I'm just, I'm just the cool neighbour. I'm the neighbour from across the street that you wave at when you're walking, walking down the park. Cool, cool neighbour, cool uncle. I often you got cool, cool uncle, uncle vibes cool uncle, for actually, sure. Yeah. When we're playing, I often look over at Ali and I just feel proud of him that he's up there playing like with the rest of us, just like a normal. <laughs> I really enjoy with with playing the show. I really enjoy trying to get eyes locked on Ali and do something silly or just smile at him and, and make him feel uncomfortable because 
I feel like he doesn't mind performing in front of a, a crowd. But as soon as you clock him like trying to be all moody and playing bass or like being, yeah, being exactly. serious, he can't take it. I love the idea of, I mean, you know, Al, the idea of Ali rocking out is funny to me. <laughs> but it's only because it's only because we know him. It's only because we know him. But like to everyone else, or if you watch him, you're like, he looks what fucking, a fucking sick. badass. Yeah. slightly beardy. Yeah, well, dad pe- vibes. People probably look at him on stage and say, "You, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to fuck with that guy. He's quite scary. He's, he's quite intimidating. He's making you? that. He's making that four string look like a five string. Wow. Yeah. The thick strings as well. You do need an element of strength. He's got thick fingers, though, isn't he? Thick fingers. I don't know if it's from playing bass, but thick fingered Al, they call him. Yeah. I'm proud of him. He's uh So he is still relentlessly bullied. No, no. No, no. No. But, but just been... now it's more of a sort of this is a like a weird psychological bullying. Eh? Fun fun text. He's been a great addition to the band, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> when did he join? 2005. 2005 and then back and then left then back. And left and back. Yeah, Couldn't... A 6 month hiatus. So Ronaldo come back. It was that was It's what been it was better like. than Ronaldo's comeback. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I ever saw you was when it wasn't with Ali. Really? Yeah. Yeah, what, a Reading Face Bar or something like that? Slag it off, mate. Um, I actually think it was a festival. I can't remember. Who was, uh, who, no. I can't remember. Who was filling in for bass? When you, when I, you fact, said, I don't oh, was it, that was a, um, that Was that... Um, was it a festival or was it a festival? Was it the one that Dillinger played? <laughs> I don't... I couldn't tell you, but it's sort of dead air, what really. What was that? I can't remember who played bass. Well, we, it wasn't Bob, Ali, so Bobby I didn't played care. played bass for a while. Or was it with Bring Me Thesaurus when we had um, Bobby Casey played? Oh, Casey on Bring as Me. well. Yeah, he was, he was a drummer, but we just played, liked him. I fucking bass. hate the ones that can play the other instruments. Can you? Are oh, you You're now bloody Hans Zimmer. Not really. Instant segue into no. no I'm the classic Simpsons of a broken spirit. <laughs> no, I'm spirit. anything but total blagger. Total blagger. Yeah, I'm such a blagger. Yeah. Are you at this point? Because I have genuinely, and this is not, I don't want to get onto the album chat yet, but yeah. genuinely want to know, at this point, what is, if, let's say you were in one of those really, really cringy prog metal bands where in their Instagram bios, they uh, put absolutely everything they do in the band, in oh, the bio. I haven't seen that. You haven't okay. seen that? No. Oh, it's really good. They're like okay. instrumentalist... Um, Triangle player. Tri- yeah, like, honestly... <laughs> Sax player, yeah, you did yeah. it once. That sort of makes it obvious who it is. Uh, if you had to write one of those, oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, since <laughs> who's doing the since? Um, particularly on the new one because the new one has so much more Cynthia. You should be able to hear that you are quieter when you're quiet. I feel you really should. loud. That's fine. That's why I'm talking quietly. I'm so loud. No, you're no, not. You're, not. you're good. I mean, we all muck in with little bits and bobs, to be honest. I mean, obviously, the writing's one thing, but when we're in the studio, we muck around with, you know, like this album had a lot of, like, Prophet and Juno and stuff like that, and we worked a lot with Pete Miles. First time I ever recorded professionally was with Pete Miles. Did he do really? Luke Kang? 15, no, Luke Kang, yeah. He was from that area, wasn't he? Yeah. More of a punk than a metal kid, as I understand yeah. it. But, um, yeah, we fuck around with all sorts of stuff in the studio, but, I mean... A lot of, like, if I write something on the synth, I'm not sat there. I mean, a lot of it, you see see Ali, and now we have Ryan as well, but you see Ali playing on stage, it's sort of like, if, if you're not watching, you sort of just put one index finger, four to eight beats, move it to another key. Just like an ominous tone. It's not very, it's not very difficult stuff. Ryan's really. doing more than that now. Ryan's, and Ryan's even, like, even like Dead Butterflies, where the keys are slightly more 
um, elaborate. That's still, I just, I mean, I can play it, but only because I learned it after. It's like all just clicked in on MIDI. That's how it was written, and then an actual piano player. But you must know that's what's fun, though, in the studio. It's like, obviously, Dan and Josh will program that stuff and will write it, but then you see it come to life when you're sat there with different old synths and trying to make weird noises that aren't just on a, on a plug-in. Obviously, there is still some that is, but, you know, watching Ali, you know, try and find the sounds and then, you know, us sort of coming in and hearing it, that's when it gets really sort of collaborative and and they're like, oh, yeah, we all like this, you know. It was, on, on this album, it was a lot of me and Sam in one room recording and then in the other room, everything had been tracked and you know like guitars and drums and bass and everything and then we'd sort of just leave them to mess around with whatever and then we'd sort of sift through what they'd done and see what what worked and what didn't delete a lot of it but and then when dan um, was writing vocals i would go back in the other room and do all the percussion <laughs> that was it oh yeah did you sent me a video once of you slip knotting around with some percussion so you said real synths is there real yeah real yeah. synthing on there yeah 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 uh, old stuff as well like Pete knew a guy I, don't, I can't remember the name of the guy that lived around the corner he, he would bring stuff in it would be like old 70s synths and then there would also be like all that stuff where you're like plugging yes. the wires in like it, oh that modular whatever yeah. it is so it's much out. like a lot of it because we're trying to play as much as we possibly can live which is why we brought in an extra body on stage now so we can have as little on tracks as possible um, cool and, and before Respect. Yeah, it's not cheap. Um, before we would, you know, often just have like the preset from whatever synth we've used. Yeah. But now it's like a lot of trying to recreate it, which was also made worse by the fact that when we were on, I was driving, I think I told you this, when I was driving to rehearsals for our, our arena tour in May, I stopped at a service station for 10 minutes, got back in my car, drove to Brighton, turned around to get grab my backpack and my, my laptop had been stolen which had all my hard drives in that bag, every, all the demo, all the demo projects for everything that I wrote on the album, and they're not anywhere else. So they're all gone in a bin somewhere, probably. So you That's know, I can't go back and reference. Oh, what did we do or anything? It's, wait. You know, so there, we have the stems, but, oh, right. but I don't have like. I was going to say there's a I missing architects. I can't somewhere. go into the project and see in detail what, what I did, did. Or what I used, and things like that. So it's um. But luckily, a lot of it was sort of. It has to just roughly be recreated anyway because you know we can't just have like a, a profit and a and a Juno and a whatever thing we had used in the studio, you know. So, what was the reason for oh, fucking professional? Uh, <laughs> every time I do anything mildly professional, I have to bring it up and it yeah. brings me back down. Give yourself a pat what, on the back. What was the what was the reason for wanting to do as much of it live? I think it's because because we are moving into that electronic world and there's nothing. There's there's no joy in me singing along to just tracks and the band all doing nothing. I think yeah, if you want to move into that world, you all have to be doing something to make it interesting. I think seeing like Nine Inch Nails and even the 1975 where they had certain songs where, where all the members are playing something and then there's vocals. That makes it cool because it's, but, it's you live know, still, you know. It's, it's difficult. I, I sympathise with smaller bands if you like because it, it costs a lot of money Budget, to do yeah. it and it's, and it's also like the know-how to do it and paying someone who does know how to sort it all out you know no, got like, we, couldn't, we couldn't have afforded to have done it when we started doing stuff back in the day but I think when you base your entire record around it you have to but like we, we had the ambition on records to 
to be more elaborate yeah. and add all these elements, but then we would come to play it live, like, well, we don't have the body on stage, we don't know how to make this work. And so a lot of the time, we were, if you're touring in other countries, when we first started doing that stuff years and years ago, you'd be, you, you're already losing money, so you can't afford to bring somebody else out and have a playback guy. And But I'd always cringe, you know, going back a bit, like, it, it, in Gone With The Wind, for instance, when mm. it just drops down and it's just keys and Sam singing the melody. It'd I, always be, remember, I like, hated that it was just Sam and the fucking computer playing. I always remember, it could be that, worse. I always it could remember be Devil's Island. All computer and Sam. I always remember that, like the end of Devil's Island as well being like, fucking hell, this, this could be so much better if it was I actually played. I can't hear the type of Devil's Island <laughs> with you sat opposite me. We're going well, there tomorrow. I don't think well, we've been since you were with us. My Irish accent. You can do an Irish accent. It's fine. Yeah, I'm technically Scottish. It's in the realm of doing it. What? Who was that? Who was the guy that I was trying to do an impression of? I have no idea, but I just hear you saying Devil's Island in an, in an Irish accent. Was actually, was there actually an island full of spooky, spooky ghosts? Yeah, that I, I can't remember. But you're, I, you're, I can see you're purposefully not doing. I don't want to slag. Well, my you're not calling them devils. No, but my Irish accent. It's probably quite bad. I don't really want But yeah. It's very, my Irish accent is very uh, based on the, let's put it this way, it's based on a lot of the news in the early 90s. <laughs> so it's not, <laughs> let's, let's not dig it up. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, nice to now be able to do that. Even if it costs a lot of money, it just feels, it feels nicer and, and looks cooler. It and looks it so feels, fucking cool. It feels really satisfying. And also it still feels like there's like a human element to it because, you know, Ryan and, uh, Ryan, Dan and Ali are still playing the things that are there. It's not per like, I mean, it is perfect. They're all fantastic at what they do, but there is still that element of it not just being perfect every night because it's on tracks. Well, I think that's what we tried on the whole record was to make it, you know, like there were robotic moments, but it's done for effect. You know, it's some there's bits where it's ultra chopped and perfectly to the grid, but the majority of the record is much less edited and much more human than any of our other records. And I don't know how much that comes across, but we tried to make it um, feel just a little bit more alive. Well, there's a little fucking mm. jazzy drum section in there, which I've taken to bits in my head where I've been like, is there samples there? What's happening? What's happening? Oh, what, a new moral logo, yeah. probably. Yeah. Room mics. Yeah. That, that's... Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Big 26-inch kick, I think. Yeah. That? And that's it's fucking... That so that's, that is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that drum room is insane. If you just use it, here's these room mics. Where is it? In, oh, it's Pete, Pete's place. Yeah. yeah. Back in the, at the back of the room, he has these two room mics that are just always on. He just turns them on and just play it, having Dan play it, just in that room, it sounds amazing. And a lot of the... I mean, all the drums except Burn Down My House is all shells, Recorded separately from the cymbals, so really, so a, a lot of how that, annoying is that? Yeah, it's, I've done it it's once. Tricky. It was fucking horrible. It's tricky, and and also like because there was a few songs like when we were young and be very afraid that we wrote in the studio, and then like six hours later, I tracked the drums and I didn't know the song. It'd be like play that section, <laughs> and you tr you tracked them just the cymbals, and I'd just be like play that play that section back to me. Okay, let's do it. Do that bit and then stop for the next section and be like, how does this bit go again? Okay, cool. So it was like, I didn't know the song at all. 
you know, just had a rough idea of how it went. Fuck. So if anyone doesn't know, that's a recording technique. Oh, it's about drums. It's a drum podcast. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> it's a recording technique where you do all of the cymbals separate from the actual drums. And it allows separation. It allows you to basically make it sound sampled, but using real drums. It allows you to mess around with loads of stuff. It's, it's not cheating because... Unless you're not playing the kicks and you put them in later on, which is a lot of things people yeah. do. Um, it's actually hard. I've found it's harder to do than actually just playing Way the harder. fucking Queens, drums. The Queens of Stone Age do it on... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the record that Dave Grohl did with them. Yeah, there's it some of it on there. It means you can smash the room mics with compression yeah. and have a big, huge snare sound without... If you do that with cymbals, it just, they just sound, well, fucked. Yeah, or putting put in samples in or whatever. Yeah. Um, Craig. Hello. Can you turn down my headphones a bit, please? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just, is it really, is it bothering you? Just down a little bit, please. Um, sure. So is, this, is this you? Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, yeah, I think so. That's no, is it? I don't know. Hey, oh, oh no, that's me. Yeah, that's, okay. that's me, I'm right down there. Sorry, this is really affecting the stream. You, you oh, yeah, oh, I think, no, I don't think so. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, that's me. That's yeah, me. Hi. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Oh, up a bit. That's a bit too. That's oh, a bit too quiet. <laughs> I'm quite loud now, but I like right. it. All right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Sorry, I mean, gamers. This will be seamlessly. Sorry, gamers. This will be seamlessly cut out of the actual podcast. Okay, and uh, cool. if you, you know, if you're watching this live and you're complaining, it's free. So give me a fucking break. Yeah, and this is a pain in the ass. It's Craig. absolutely as a is, pain in the as, ass. As is most things in life and on the internet. You don't need to complain about them if you don't like them. Oh, again, so that baby. Um, yeah. it is a fa- it is a faff and like we can't even hang out that much straight after this because I'm going to have to pack it all down mm. Mm. Um, what else no, any, anyway what um. <laughs> <laughs> bloody annoying um, we might as well stay on your album now yeah. we have talked about it now. Yeah. it's technically while you're here yeah, um, yeah. I want to talk uh, this is what I want to talk about controversial 10th album yeah well here's, here's my issue with it not the album the, the controversial yeah the loudest people on the internet are seem to be people that just love just straight run of the mill metalcore. Yeah. It's almost like they are just the only people that use the internet. Yeah, yeah. and they only like things that are really, really heavy, like Lota, like like um, what's it called, Lorna Shaw. They only like that kind of music. Good band, but they're, they're a great band. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing against them. It's just that there are people out there that just think music is good because it is heavy and that is that is their view and that that's fine but i think a lot of people don't feel that way i think i'll I'll be honest about the way i see it and hopefully it won't offend too many people yeah get me come on just offend someone do something mental i think just sat here like this i think we (laughs) start i think we wrote music that attracted angry young people because we were angry young people when we wrote it right and we were sort of considered one of the best ones at it and i think a lot of young angry people rely on angry music to make themselves feel a bit better which i totally get and then because we did and then they we definitely been put on a pedestal in that in that position and then once we stopped focusing on the angry I think those people just felt, without maybe realising it, it's really not fair for me to speculate about it, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> Please do. Maybe they just feel, you know, on some level that, you know, their medicine has been 
taken away from them. You know, they were counting on us to deliver a record that would make them feel a bit better. Mm -hmm. And we haven't done that. And that makes the, you know, and then where does the anger get directed? It gets directed at us. One of the first comments or the first thing that I saw that had multiple um, likes on it was on a YouTube video after one of the new songs came out. And it was like, I wish these guys were still upset and grieving. Because they wrote better music. Holy shit! And it and it had like three hundred likes. It was a top thing. So you're wow. you're you that purposefully want to horrible. see someone hurting and writing about that. So you can listen to forty five fucking minutes of music. It's, and the Man. thing is, you know, ultimately that there's going to be no, there's going to be fairly little influence that these people actually have on us. You know, we don't yeah. we're not going to um, we're not going to write. You know, you could say you, you like what we're doing or you don't like what we're doing and it's unlikely to have that much influence on what we do next. But it's if you wanted to talk us round into writing the music, <laughs> the music that you wanted to write, um, being constantly abusive is probably not the best way to go about it. And if anything, it makes me want to be petulant and be like, mm, go the complete opposite yeah. oh, way. Or jazz album. Yeah. Yeah, because it makes... Like, and I know that there's per there's tons of perfectly reasonable fans that aren't into the new stuff, love the old stuff, that would uh, probably feel like, hey, you know, we're not all like that about, yeah. about you. You know, a lot of us sort of are, are grateful for what you've done in the past and we're not into the new stuff and we're cool about it. And and it's probably unfair that I don't want to lump those people all in with the more unreasonable fans that we have because there is a lot of there is a lot of people like us but i would say we're similar kind of people whereas if you didn't like a record you wouldn't completely write off a band you would just be like oh well, i wasn't really into that one but i still love the band well sometimes you come back to it later and you are yeah magma gojira when it came out i was like eh, i'm not really into it and then like now it's fucking up there yeah uh my my issue with the I don't want to say backlash because it just it seems like the loudest thing on the world yeah. on fucking yeah, but it's not metalcore yeah. forums and shit. Yeah. But it's not really. But my issue is it's not, which is which is the weirdest thing. Which I had this written down, and the day I wrote this down, you sent me a song yeah. from this record. It's the jump is not please please me to revolver yeah. in terms of like yeah. the Beatles. If you don't like the Beatles, you are young. Probably. Um, uh, yeah, you're allowed to not like the Beatles, yeah. but show some fucking respect. Yeah. Um, the jump's not that. No. It's not, you know, it's I not think that's crazy. What's, that's what's amazing is, is really you think about that and that time frame and the license, the artistic of just, we don't care, we're going to do this. Obviously it helps. They were the, literally the biggest band in the world turning up to like everywhere and having millions of people waiting to just see them you know, you probably feel like you can get away with whatever you want. But I, I, I do find it concerning, not just, not for us, I think for younger bands, like wanting to try new stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, scary, it's scary. Stuck in a rut. you have to be like, do I do this? Do I want to get abused? Do I want to be battered? Do I want the hardest things in my life to be brought up and shoved in my face because I've written something that I enjoy? It's, it's, it's a weird world. And I genuinely think young bands will... I mean, I have have it in my counselling. Young bands will need someone there to help hold their hands through this shit because it's fucking horrible. But we, we, it's that's it for us now. It's, we're going to have it on everything. You know, next record will be the same. We're Doesn't matter. Get, what you do. We're going to get it on every everything we release now. So it just is what it is. And, yeah. and you know, like we just 
have to accept that the the release process isn't particularly enjoyable. But when we go out and play the shows, then you know it's fine. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought it's a different story. Where the actual physical reality is different. Um, we just have to avoid the internet for when we release music. It's people forget. Like I don't want to get. Let, let me get back to that. I'm still on the other part of my my other reason for being sort of having an issue with the backlash mm-hmm. was when you played me tear gas, yeah. right, which I love. And I love it because it kind of just sounds, and I don't mean this like in the wrong way, it kind of just sounds like animals too yeah. to me. Mm. Very yeah. similar to the point that when I first heard it, I thought, are people going to be annoyed that this just sounds too much like animals? Yeah. And it seemed to be the what the one single where everyone was like, "Nope, this is yeah. this is disgusting." Yeah. Yeah. and it's fu- and it's a weird situation because it's on the radio all over the world right now. And not that that is, I'm saying that is in the sense that it's like that justifies us doing a song because that's really not it. But it's been the hardest song to sell to our audience, and I could have never ever have guessed that that would be the case. And that's been the weirdest thing about the album is that everyone is like loved the new moral low ground loves burn down my house like songs- which are the two one of the few that most deviate i thought i thought burn down my house would be like our fans would just not be into it and it would just be a, a track skip you know i mean it, and it was and it was kind of like let's put it track four to be a little bit obnoxious and actually everyone loves it, but tear gas is not. Which is so strange. It right. was almost like it was, it felt like orchestrated. Like, yeah. you know what guys, we're going to hate this song. But I wonder if we yeah. released Burn Down My House as like the first single to launch the album, what the reaction no, you'd was. Have I think we smoked. Would, you'd we would have been smoked. Take, we would have taken so much abuse for it. Yeah. Oh, I hope the whole fucking album's not like this. It's yeah. so weird, but it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's not cool, but obviously feels horrible. Mm-hmm. But like, the microcosm of music, like yeah. the way that you release stuff. Yeah, affects expectation and perception and all sorts. For everyone, and you need to sort of, it's a balancing act. I also think there is there is a definite thing of like, if somebody says they don't like it loud enough, someone else goes, yeah, you're right. And especially those people that are in the positions of doing reaction videos. Some people make their mind up on someone else's reaction to a video. That's quite a lot of people. Yeah, when they think that it's their personality or they get in with the person that does it because they've gone, oh, I agree with you. Will you will you give me a super like or something? You know, it's it's odd. It's an odd. It's an odd thing. And, but it's not just music, is it? It's everything. Yeah. You know, people's sports, fundamental in sports. People's opinions are made up by the people's podcasts they listen to, or what TV station they watch, or you know, which pundit they like on TV. It's 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 not just music fans. But I think what it taught me, though, seeing the reaction to certain songs on this record, it made me think. Well, I'm not sure. I know, like the sort of narrative in the comments might be you know people want architects to be heavier but then judging by the way that certain songs resonate i'm not sure it's actually the case i think there's something a little bit more intangible that even yeah. though i haven't quite put my finger on that it's, it's not really about how angry it is necessarily although that is a factor it's there's something else i mean i, yeah. I i've tried and figure out what it is you know oh because we're not going to change what we write but it helps to know when you're picking singles. Yeah, it's helps. the issue, and it's also because interesting. Like, oh, I do. I would have never picked any of the, the the songs that have resonated post release to be singles in a million years. No, I thought, well, tear gas is pretty. But even looking back on hands. even looking back on for those that wish to exist, when we did the live stream at uh, the Royal Albert Hall, we played Dead Butterflies, and Dead Butterflies wasn't even in consideration for a single or release. It but then the reaction massive. to it 
was so huge and it took all of us back that we were like, all right, let's release this. But then how the the science between that <laughs> song so is weird. fine. Yeah. Um, Meteor is fine. Yeah. But Meteor is like a pop banger. Yeah. and But Tear Gas, no. I mean, Meteor, I, vote, I voted against it being on the album because I thought it'd be... Really? We yeah. had a thing. Is I that, remember, is I that remember, the, one of the biggest songs in the set now? Yeah, it's up there, isn't it? We had a thing. I remember you didn't want it. I wanted it. Then you said it should go on there. And then I got cold feet about it coming out. I, and I voted against Burn Down My House being on the record. Yeah. I wrote both of those songs. But I was like, this is just going to fuck people off too much. It's just gonna <sighs> not getting burn stressed. Down, burn Down My House, I really was like, this has to be on the record. Yeah. yeah. It has to be. It's a, it's, a, it's a top two for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally glad that we did it in the end. But also, I think because Burn Down My House in particular, for me, was it was so written so quickly and it didn't feel like we'd invested like lots of energy and effort to put it together and it just sort of came together there was a thing there was a part of me that felt like is this me being a little bit too self-indulgent and actually like not really respecting what the band is was good for the band you know i, I, I think just i think sometimes though with with songs that actually have a lot of meaning behind them that that sometimes it doesn't need to be too much do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that song really... That's why it works. That song really, obviously Dan wrote it, but we were both have and are and probably will have gone through some tricky spots mentally. And it was really nice, actually, because obviously Dan writes so many lyrics, but he, he does always think about that I, I'm saying it, so I, it has to relate to it oh, sounds coming out of my mouth. Miserable. This will work for him. Yeah, I mean, but it was like it was like. <laughs> I mean, it works. It was like we're go we're going through this. Should we write a song about? Yeah, this. Yeah, I would never write lyrics that are just irrelevant to you, like about being a dad or something. Yeah, um, it's, it's when you're a dad, speak, so when you become a dad, dad one day, we were like, let's write some daddy songs. And then on the flip side, everyone's like, yeah, that new architect's fucking heavy. Still tear gas. Everyone going, nah, tear gas, no. But but you see, but also. Humpty Dumpty by architects. Shit, yeah. <laughs> but again, real life. Tear gas last night was one of the biggest reactions in the set. I saw a video when you did that little 800 cap, little 800 cap uh, Brighton show. And I saw a video of tear gas. And I was like, I thought these people hated this song. Do you yeah. know what? The, I, I, it was so much. Uh, I think I feel like in tear gas, not to go on about tear gas, but I, I, I was really happy and excited about that song. And I think there was some things that kind of just like, went over people's heads a little bit. I've seen people um, talking shit about some of the lyrics, like especially I've seen quite a few people saying how bad the lyrics are with the anything is possible, we could be unstoppable. But like, I feel like they're missing the whole, but like, you, tell a lie, anything is possible, we could be unstoppable. It's like, the whole reason that melody is like childish and nursery rhyme-like and silly is it's, it's being sarcastic. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're missing the you whole tone of it. You can't trust people like this. You can't, you, if you, why are you If you take them? those lyrics just purely on face value, yeah, they're, they're corny, and but that's the whole point. But, they, I, but then it, perhaps that's more down to me as like a producer that I haven't instilled like that context and maybe the, 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 the tone, the sarcasm, it hasn't translated properly and that's partly down to me, but it's also... That's down, interesting. Down to some listeners' um, lack of intelligence. No, I'm just kidding. But also, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's people. You know, it's not the first language as well. And there's other there's other reasons. No, but 
that is super interesting because what what Stray did on uh, Internal Atomics was a lot of metaphor. And in fact, on uh, Only Death is Real, a lot of metaphor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of the metaphors ended up getting death threats for. <laughs> so we sort of, not even consciously, but like subconsciously, we're just like, you know what? There's no metaphors anymore it's because hard. you can't, they can't be trusted. And it was that point, there was like actual risks to life yeah, based yeah, on people... M- People understanding a metaphor based on yeah, uh, how one guy on the internet said it. I do think about it all the time, and like in lyrics, I often like take up f- like false positions on things. Like I, I speak as though I the lyrics are speaking as though uh, I am someone I totally disagree with, and and I hope that it's really obvious that I don't mean you know like well Sam does isn't doesn't mean what he's saying it shouldn't be taken totally literally you know mm. but you know you can't you can't like hold fans hands all the time you have to accept that some people will misinterpret and um, but i do i do get worried like about how certain things will be interpreted you know especially in this day and age like things can be taken the wrong way and why don't you release a small pamphlet why don't every <laughs> yeah, band yeah. releases a small pamphlet with yeah. the record and it's yeah. like honestly i did that a couple of times with tweets where it was like I could see people, obviously not even to the same extent, but I could see people misinterpreting lyrics and oh, I yeah. just had to be like, hey guys, I hate to break this down, but uh, this is this, this is this, this uh, is this, isn't it? And then they go, oh, that's, that's kind of clever. I think yeah. there's, a, there's other things around it as well. I think people didn't, people didn't like the fact that we were having fun as well. The I video. Think that's a genuine thing. Oh fuck! I forgot the video is the fun video as well. Yeah, yeah. that's a home run. I, I think what people happened? Didn't, I think people yeah. didn't like that because they knew us as sad, sad yeah, band. If you put Sam in, if you put Sam in vans and a black hoodie, no eye makeup, with long hair, us just playing in a room with some like um, animation of us in space. Yeah. RGB lighting. But that was the thing as well. Is actually re- realizing that there there is. There, there's there's gatekeepers almost of like what you're allowed to wear and do as well. There is people mm. that will insult you and really be cross with you because you're you're doing something different, as in I'm not doing anything different. I'm just doing what Ozzy Osbourne's done for however many years. But because I have boring because I haven't done it before, people are instantly just, like he's doing it. He's doing it because he wants to look cool. And then who and the cares? amount of the amount of homophobic slurs. Really? thrown at me like that you know being like just oh, for the makeup it's yeah. crazy but yeah. people people being like oh it's so fucking gay and I'm like my god are you using that as an insult in like, fucking what, is, what is going on yeah, yeah, they're, they're gonna clip that up just I'm saying that yeah yeah no, that'd be that'd be yeah. well, the good thing about live is the context is there for in, infinity yeah. everyone was here for the context yeah I just I, and I do find it hard to understand um at the level to which people are invested in certain bands and to to the degree that they are upset by the band ever so slightly altering yeah. their image like christ yeah. yeah but we have we have so many fans that are so like love it as well there's people that ha- that have been with us through everything and we see them and every time we do something they're like we back this even if they maybe don't get it at the start they still support it mm. just i mean people. we're talking now like it is fucking revolver versus please be me it's a fucking architects album as it's, far as i'm concerned it really yeah. feels like it was the, the perfect step from the last one it's that, too out there for me that's what i think like the one before 
was dipping your toes in. Yeah, we were really fucking around on this one. It, uh, but it, no, but like dipping your toes into like what even you want to do. Yeah. In terms of like not even new sound, new sounds sonically, mm-hmm. new stuff wh- wherever. And then to me, that felt less complete than this one does yeah. in mm. terms of that sound, which I guess is always going to be a fucking tra- transition yeah. thing. For those that wish to exist was throwing a lot of the wall and just and seeing what we could, not seeing what we could get away with so much as just seeing what we could do because we felt like, okay, well, let's just kind of take the chains off and, and see where it takes us. And it's we ended up with so many songs. It was also our, basically our first record with us five. You know, yeah. like Although people do talk about Holy Hell as though like Tom wrote that record it's yeah. really weird just because he wrote two songs and a couple of riffs and they say oh you know architects can't do that style because tom's not there well with respect to my brother i think we can um there's a lot of bands that have do chosen that. not to you know like certainly josh is more than capable of, of delivering that that style of music i mean no one was having any complaints about hereafter which is entirely josh's work well your your brother picked josh because yeah, because yeah. he fucking I did knew. See right? some, I did see someone saying that Tom chose poorly. <laughs> no <laughs> I did, fucking I did, way. I did, like, I did joke with Josh the other day, like, what, why do I feel like I'm getting all the shit saying that like I'm not as good as my dead brother when actually you should be getting loads of shit as well? And he said, no, I do get, I do get insults. I said, good, because you should take a lot of the heat, really. <laughs> Fuck me, I'm sorry, I'm so uncomfortable. Um it is mad. The, the comments about Tom are fucking insane. I don't really want to dredge them up. No, but it's fucking. It's fucking hard. And you, you know, we can sit here and we can be funny, which we should be because they shouldn't be paid any mind. But it's it's beyond insulting. What me. a lot of the people that say that stuff about Tom should know is that um, if Tom was still here. Uh, he'd fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he would love this and album. He, and he would destroy you. Oh, um, so quickly. I wonder if your band would be done if Tom was still here. Honestly, right in terms of like that's being... another conversation, but I, 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 I think I don't know if the band would have gone on that much longer with yeah, with Tom because he he did find making records so tough. Yeah. He did find it so draining and um, he, I mean... It, in a sort of quite prophetic way, he did say after all our gods was done, he said, oh, "I don't want to make another album." Really, Obviously he never got a chance. But yeah, he it was he, too hard. He was he he found it so it didn't make him happy. No, at all making records. There was a lot of like discussions throughout every recording process where there would be like conversations and chats where it was like. I mean, and all I got. I mean, when we were recording all our gods, Tom was in the middle of the recording session, was flying home from Gothenburg to have tumors cut out of him, yeah. and then coming back and finishing the record. You know, he. I mean, so that obviously added to it. But I mean, beside that, looking back at Daybreaker and uh, Lost, Lost Forever, Forever yeah. he was he he did not enjoy making records. Put every put everything into it. Not that we don't, but I mean, yeah. it was really. But it was hard. I think it was harder for him to let any other weight, let, let anybody else take any yeah. weight, because he yeah. was he really was so such perfectionist with it. And it was intense, wasn't it? Because we'd go and we'd spend like seven, eight weeks in the studio, and it would be we're just living in this room, and it was pretty intense. Whilst now we have a little bit more budget, and we can split it up. Like so, this new record was recorded over three or four sessions over a year. You know, so it's like oh, we got a few songs. Let's go and record them. 
and it was far more relaxing and you know like <laughs> spit the bone was like a metal song and we were sort of towards the end of the we had recorded the metal version of it and we're like oh, kind of heard some of this before it's cool but i feel like it could be something more interesting and so it was like we just got stoned and just <laughs> yeah. and you swung it we, really yeah, did. we just got stoned i remember bringing it back into the control room and oh my we, God, we had written that. that spit the bone bit and where sam does that falsetto bit as it as it kicks in um and we're just laughing about yeah. how much it sounded like and this is just going to be a, Brit, a, a a reference for british people but we're just joking about how it sounded like a like a new theme tune for trigger happy tv or something like yeah. a dom, new dom jolly show we had these <laughs> i've got a photo of it as well i'll, I'll show i'll show you i'll put it online of uh, these cowboy boots that were in the studio and Ali put them on <laughs> and I tracked, I tracked, well, the, you were tracking the I, tra- the I tracked the vocals <laughs> Stoned in, out your mind. in those boots as well, because it was so funny. And, and then was, Adam's like, this is great. It sounds like Nickelback. <laughs> Josh was like, how stoned are you? <laughs> Josh sober I mean, in the corner. Like we sort of touched, we started, started touching on it and Dan was in the other room and I'd come in back in the other room and I was stoned as we'd both, smoked weed and done a bit of work and I'd come in and started doing some percussion or while Ali was doing other things and he was finishing off some part and then he just stopped doing the work that he was doing on like the sort of lyrics and then just came back in the room with his laptop and was like guys sit down and we were like I, I was obviously just like yeah man let's go let's go just play it and I remember just hearing that middle bit and where it went in just being like this is fucking brilliant absolutely fucking brilliant and I was just sat there like oh my god and then just looking over at Josh and Ali and then being like fucking hell we were talking about doing that as a single and it probably wouldn't have been the right thing to do but I had this whole idea for a music video where we I wanted to make a video where it started out as like us it was a, it wanted it to look like a pop music video and as and as sort of like I mean being more and more insecure and by the end of the video it's like us with pyro in corpse paint playing that song as we slowly sort of try and appease our audience more and more and go to the extreme but we'll never make it now we wanted to sort that's of that's a it. great idea we wanted to have it, as well with it like people like uh like reaction videos and like have you and have nick nocturnal oh you did ask me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. have you know have the title of the video be like oh my god the blur is back what have they done now or you know something yeah, yeah. you won't believe what happened next yeah, yeah. love all those i think it's funny like, as well you know the blur thing is is so the out of control the, it's, so it's great. insane like and and you know we've done signings um when the you know, the album came out and you know like all every fan loves it we do all the like these personalized messages on the record and people just like just write blur and yeah. sign it. Oh, sorry. You are saints <laughs> but for you know putting it, up with that. I'd be but fucking. But you know in extras when do you know in extras when he quits the show and he's yeah. like, I'm sick of doing the catchphrase stuff, and he looks in the audience and all there of them go. are wearing t-shirts with the catchphrase yeah. on, and they're all offended. And he's that like, was, well, you that know. was me. I mean, that was me with an Impericon meme. That's when I lost it. Oh, it was it was because it was. Like obviously, I enjoy making the noise. I do. It's I still you wouldn't do have started it. doing it. It's great. I've been doing the first. I was saying the other day, the first vocal I like scream vocal I ever tracked was that for Nervous Wreck. I just did one little noise, um, but 
yeah, when when we were writing these, when Dan was writing these lyrics that were so like I thought were so great and brilliant and heartfelt, and then obviously you put the noise in there on, on Holy Hell we because call it the noise because the noise. <laughs> he, you actually it will not actually be named. Call it the noise now. You put it in there, and then it's like the it felt to me a few times. Not, not not really, but just a few comments where it'd be like, you you've missed the whole point of this of why this is good. It's because of that. And I just saw one too many memes and I was fed up one day and I just saw a thing where and it was a it was a video that some guy had made where it was like a compilation of all of the blurs. And why would you, you know? want to listen to that? The reason it's good is because it builds up. It was literally like a video and then he's rolling his eyes in the video and I thought, Yeah, fuck you. That, and that's why we put it in Spit the Bone. Because the guy who made the video rolls his eyes. Yeah, during the whole video, he's like... Uh. You made the video. Man. We thought it would... Um, it was like us trolling our fans, I suppose, because yeah. we knew that that would be the, probably the least favourite song of that audience. I, I like mean, I like the idea of that bit kicking in, them thinking it's going to be a breakdown, them it not being a breakdown and being like, what the fuck is this? And then them hearing the noise and being like, oh, yay! What? So the metal version... Hmm. of Spit the Bone so we yeah. are actually just going to work our way through the album here really which is quite good I had a load of questions they're on my phone now and getting out <laughs> it's a bit weird um, the metal version so you say it existed in metal form yeah the entire bit, song it was a more metal version I think the verse was similar there definitely wasn't that pre-chorus or that chorus it was. It, was, it had like no, a big yeah. riff and then it had a totally different but it had lyrics yeah it was finished the same lyrics no different lyrics different finished, lyrics yeah. oh, okay so it wasn't because yeah. that's why in my head I'm like it was Spit the Bone is very... It was a total rewrite. Oh, really. okay. We just kept some elements of it, yeah. I thought there was existed like an alternate version but of that it. Was, that was pure. That was what what was great about this record, is the everyone being together. I think especially when you're doing something bold, having Dan be able to do something and then turn around to like me and be like, is this okay? <laughs> and, and being like, really stoned and, being and like, having fun. Yeah. But to be able to work together and have that sort of... I almost see it as like a, a kind of like a, a face reaction where you can judge immediately someone's you know if you're sending a demo over text and someone you don't know what someone's doing you don't know where they're at in their head or whatever you can't see their immediate response whereas if you're playing something and you see a room of the band go yes this yeah. is great that's what's, that's awesome and that's definitely what was sort of and that's the energy that you, that you that you go by isn't it I, mean, I remember having this similar conversation with Ollie uh, Sykes like a few years ago when they were they had released uh, Ammo and they had gotten a fair bit of grief for again that. insane because it's um, fucking awesome and um, you know he and he was just saying you know if you write something and you get a buzz what are you supposed to do go now nah, this won't this won't suit our audience or you or do you go with it and release it because what what are you doing are you creating something that resonates with you or are you mass producing yeah, some kind of product yeah. that, the, that the the market will like you know and it's funny because the, the sort of i don't know that the 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 naysayers if you like of of, of a, any given band that has changed their sound if you ask them you know what do you want do you want something real or do you want something fake that you like do you want do you just want the mcdonald's you know, because yeah. we can produce the McDonald's if you want, but we're not gonna enjoy it. And you know, I, th- I think ultimately, when put when people are really honest with themselves, they'll ex- they will just say they want bands to do what works for the band. What's funny? To, I mean, obviously, the the Beatles are a perfect example. There's a record for sort of every everything's different. 
So there's a different time. They're my favourite band, but they're my favourite records for different... And you can put them on when you're in a different mood. Exactly. Like the heavy fucking, you know, lost any of the they're heavier all there. shit. They're all there. It, you, it's almost like with me, I'm like, I'm invested in those people and writers and I love what they do. I'm not, I'm not in love with just that sound. I'm like, you are great writers and I su- support you. I'm not yeah. saying that everyone has like every, should listen to us like the Beatles, but those records are always going to be there. We're always going to play them. We're always going to, you know, support our, our kind of legacy as a band. But you can't just keep going because what's the point? I it's think, not fun. I yeah. think that we had started to to feel a little bit fatigued by like grief, yeah, subjects surrounding grief and cancer and death, and you know, like we've sort of lived in that for a long time, and it's. A, a fucking long time, if yeah. you think about it. It's yeah. nearly 10 years. And we played in Brighton the other day and we played, um, you know, a bunch of old, not tons, but we played some old stuff and obviously played a decent amount of the new stuff. And we came off the encore and I said to Sam, like, we we don't have to always do all these, like, people won't like it, but we, I don't think we can go on playing Gone With The Wind. And, you know... Emotionally. Because it's different, like, so you know, different. Doomsday, Hereafter, those are from... Our, our perspective that's having we that's from the perspective of, of we have lost but Gone With The Wind is like I am dying and yeah. Sam has to go up and sing that yeah. so you go from the amount of times I've seen you cry during that song I cried it, at that, you know, Bright, I cried at that be, Brighton show it, because it's, it's such not, a not good for you it's not and it's it's the it's not good for any of us and Johnny as well is, has always said when we start playing that song everyone's the, the sound of the band goes up because of how much harder everyone's playing. My vocals jump up by a bunch of DBs. Dan's kit gets louder. Everyone, because you, could, there's an emotion there that is is really raw. I cried at that show. I cry most times we play it. I cried when we played it in rehearsal. The first time we played it in rehearsal, I had to walk off and just kind of sit in the room and cry. Uh, it's, it's too much. Because it is, like Dan says, we are going into Tom's head and going through that, in, that trauma again. And there are so many memories. It's not just us playing a song. It's that entire time frame where you start thinking about where he was at when he wrote that. And then you start feeling sad because of that. And it's just, it's... it's to do it 30 days in a row. So I did, so we, did this, we did this, we did this. Kills the, the vibe, to be honest. Uh, for us, like, to, to have to... Because, I mean, I really felt it in Brighton. It felt it was like a celebratory mood. And, you know, like, I was certainly just, like, having fun with the show, mucking around a little bit, you know, having a good time, enjoying the moment. And then... I, I, I feel really like, I'm probably not, and it's a lot in my head, but I feel like people are going to be looking at me when we play that song. Oh, this song's about your brother mm. dying. Um, I, like, I, I can't smile. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have yeah. to, even if I'm in a good mood and, yeah. and feeling a bit, like, jovial, it's like, okay, now I have to, I kind of have to pretend almost sometimes to be moody, keep my head down, get through the song, like, that's also it, isn't it? It's like you either are, it either gets you and you get upset or you like, like Dan's saying there, it's like. You feel guilty yeah. if, uh, yeah, if you're yeah. not in the yeah, headspace. Yeah. And I don't always want to go into like, okay, let's think about this again. Okay, again yeah. for a million of times. Yeah, I'm sure you're already thinking about it most I also, days. I also yeah. feel like we're all really protective of each other as well and aware of each other. So if, when you start playing that song, it's, it would be impossible to not look around at each other and just be like, even quickly just be like, you're okay, you're okay. okay. Mm. No one wants to, 
No one wants to see It's like being in a fucking zoo Me yeah, on Yeah it does feel like that It feels like you're really on show No one wants to You know finish the song And have to Like Be like Do I need to go over And check if someone's alright Or yeah I remember we did We did um, Obviously we did A few years of it Where I would talk about it Every night And it was like I don't want to yeah. Say the same thing every night So you get in your Get in there And you talk about Real stuff And you, you're talking about Tom And real memories Or wherever When you were there I was trying to remember You know We'd been everywhere with him trying to remember everything and then it, it was just too much it just not that not that i was looking to get over it or get past it i just couldn't deal with the it being brought up every every single day every just there that, mm. that horrible pain i remember before um <laughs> i've got some funny memories of yeah. certain incidences with fans yeah oh, yeah i remember before the royal albert hall thing we did I remember you came up to me and you were like just so you know, you don't have to talk about this every night yeah. anymore. You really don't need to if you don't want to. And I remember being like, oh, fuck, what was good for me? You know, because I hadn't sort of thought about what was good for me. I was thinking about sort of what felt right or what I should do in that situation. And it was, yeah, it was, that moment was a real like, fuck, okay, I can, what, what, is this hurting me now? Is this killing me? So, yeah, that was important moment you are you gonna yeah, you're, you've got the whole time you've got this fucking smile some good yeah. stuff from it well. i just remember like a year after tom died we uh I know we were good. in <laughs> australia and we did some small warm-up show in adelaide and we like we went straight from the stage out of the back door into a van to go to the hotel we we just, the van at the door open and some fans had already come around the back. This girl came to the door and she went. She, she said to me, "I'm so sorry about the news." I went, "What's happened?" She said, "Your brother died." I was like, "Sorry, yeah, new, that was a year ago, but it's like, <laughs> you made it sound like something happened today. <laughs> it's not really news. Olds. Fuck me. Yeah, I went. Love that's old news." No, Next. Is she all right? Uh, you know, and in those moments, I obviously have to be as earnest as I can and, and try and... That's got to be draining, though. Yeah, but as soon as the van doors closed, I'm making jokes about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. True. It's true. That's one of the things I just miss. Because like, if anyone doesn't know, I used to drum tech with you guys. Loose term. One of my many drum techs at this point. I've got a new one every week at the moment. Yeah, but that, they're all real drum techs. I was just a mate that was coming on tour. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and it's just though. like, I just miss, just miss, like when you when you were talking about Spit the Bone there, when you were talking yeah. about the jokes and the fun and the boots and the, and the weed, and I was like, oh, I could have been there. It would have been fun. I mean, and that was kind of this... Uh, not always, but that was tried. That was kind of the spirit of the the process, especially when we got together in the studio. And was to you know a lot of the subject matter is still heavy, isn't it? But trying to be free and as feel feel as liberated as possible in that process, and try not to worry about you know what how people will receive it. Obviously, there's moments like that spit the bone moment where I was like, this is funny and I love it. But I know that a lot of our audience going to hate it. They don't but seem that do annoyed it anyway. by it, though. They, they don't. Again, like again, the, the got away with how murder. to predict it, I have no idea. It seems like total lottery. But do you think it's because some people just listen to the singles or the first track and then they make a judgment on the I whole album? I have no idea. I don't, I, I've, I'm, I'm almost at the point of just 
giving up, which is what I should do, is giving up trying to understand it and, and just carrying on as we were, keep writing and, and feeling, just following our gut. And, you know, like you can't, all you can go by is do we like it? Yeah. You know, and if, if, it, if it resonates, great. If it doesn't resonate, then, okay, carry on. It's just a song, just an album, whatever it is, and we'll, we'll do another. And you hope that ultimately, obviously, we rely on it resonating enough that we can pay our bills. But I think if we get too caught up in it, it it's, it's, not, your tail it's and just not going to go well. You see, and then yeah. you see bands, you see bands sort of like back, taking um, sort of a back step or a U-turn or whatever. and To try and appease and it doesn't work. Yeah, Never and, and like, you know, like I think the heavy stuff will always be an aspect of the band for sure. Like we haven't, gotten rid of it but we're not we're obviously not going to write an all our gods type record again that that will that that there will be elements of it that will always exist in our songs and pop up from time to time but if you expect an album back to front of naysayer or match made in heaven or whatever it's it's that's just doesn't give us the feeling i would also say now at this point don't judge like how are you still judging us off of two songs an architect's record these days is not yeah. is not the same the whole way through. And when people say, I see the comment, people being like, oh, sounds the same, it's so generic. And then you're like, oh yeah, Burn Down My House does sound exactly like Be Very Afraid, doesn't it, you fucking idiot? <laughs> it, it's weird that people don't, people don't, I find it all the time, people seem to not actually make it to the end of a record yeah. before an opinion. But that's also... Part of uh, part of a bigger problem. That's not a not that's not a, just music. That's just in general. Well, I'm the same. Instant I'm, gratification culture. If there's something doesn't really grab me, I'm like, there's plenty of music yeah. out there that I will invest that whole. Our, inte- our attention minutes. spans are fucked. Yeah, across the board, they mine really included. Are. Yeah, you know, it's like makes oh, for a good album. I am like, I'm going to listen to this song. Actually, I'm going to listen to this song or two minutes into the first song I was thinking about. You yeah, know, yeah, that's it, tough. Trying to match it, the mood. You find it last, but you find it even when you're like DJing on the bus. Like last night we were listening to like Jamiroquai. Listening to Jamiroquai and then all of a sudden it's like That's um the alarm. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, that's a fucking delivery. Um we found it last night we were listening to music on the bus, you know, we've got like Jamiroquai and we're all sitting there and then all of a sudden like someone's like, Oh play this, play this, play this and then you're like, Do I do it now? Like do I change it? Like, you know, you wanna hear what the song was, the spell said. I was being demanding. No, you were fine, it was Adam. Adam was just like, play this song, play this man. And you're like, oh no, this, I've just, we're 10 seconds into this song. Like, but that's shall no, I that's change just, it? That's just a Canadian thing. Oh, no, it's just, it? it's just, but it, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. You, you suddenly think of another song and you're like, oh yeah, shit, we should yeah. put that on or we should do this. You know, it's just, it's just it's the a same with big thing. An album. Did you put, I, I'm going to fucking, I can't, can't use my, yes, my notes. Thank fucking God. Did you put Be Very Afraid at the end? There we go. Look at that. It's Good, almost yeah. like we're besties. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was, but like, was that a troll? Because if you put that no, track one. No. That, was, that was purely because you would normally associate records. And I think Architects Records were finishing with a sort of slower kind of song. You know, yeah. even from Hollow Crown to Dying Is Absolutely Safe. And starting with a fast banger. Yes. Yeah. And it just felt like uh, that that's becoming too much of the model and we should just do something different. And obviously the dynamic of the band is switched up where there are softer moments. So it felt like it would be more interesting to end on a 
on a heavy note. Seen people criticizing us for it, but um, what's the criticism for that? Well, you just shouldn't end albums with a heavy song. Hey, <laughs> I honestly just want to stop. I want to stop. Yeah, I want to get off. I um, want to stop making music because other people are ruining. People it. Are ju- judging. You can't even just release music now. You, your track listing is getting judged. Oh my god! I remember slightly on topic. I remember when Silosis. I think it was Edge of the Earth, Silosis. Josh got a three-star review. I say, Jay, it's Josh. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Silosis got a three-star review, um, and it was too long. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too long. Would, would have we been really on, good, but it was too long. We're done for those who wish to exist. You know well. what you can do is when you when you... When you want to stop listening to music, you just press pause. Just go just out. Come back. Go out. Go go, get, put some else on. Grass. Yeah. I think there's an argument that some fans and music critics actually, th- this could be, this probably sounds really bad, but they think about what we're doing more deeply than than we do. Absolutely. Where we're just writing a series of songs. Do we like them? Yeah. Get a buzz off that. Excited about it. Get the excited feeling. What order should we put them in? Does it really, is, the, that, is that kind of a compliment though? The, simp- the simple, care that much the simple thing is, people get deep five, into everything. It's they? five people that have worked on something that they like and makes them happy. And then you can enjoy it if you want to. And if you don't, then go and do something else. That's it. You don't need to be annoyed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there for free. If you like it, then go and buy it. You don't have to buy it. No one's going... The only way you can listen to this is if you go down to Woolworths. You have to buy <laughs> it. You have to buy it. You, no, you can just listen to it for free on YouTube or on Spotify or whatever. And then you don't have to but have you, a go that, at anyone. That, but that's probably the problem. I think that's that is what, it. There's so much music out there that mm. you can, if you look hard enough, find something that scratches exactly the brain itch that you have at that yeah, moment. Yeah. And if a band, like you were saying earlier, if a band's done that for that long, when they don't, it feels like you very nicely put it taking the medication away yeah mm. I mean Be Very Afraid was like, like that was just super spontaneous Josh just put that together and then we I recorded it straight away like the drum feel at the start was just like me just taking the piss some Mike Bournoy that was part it was, of it was, it was like, fucking sick though nice drum a, sound as well let's just feel at the start alright what about this joking around Ali comes in he's like oh I see I thought you were just taking the piss and I was like leave that and, and actually Ed was putting together some some studio clips they showed showed us the other day in rehearsal, and there's a clip in it of me. I can hear this that "Be Very Afraid" is playing, and I say something like, "This is going to be one of those songs where everyone says their favourite song, but actually no one listens to it." And that's actually <laughs> not, true. not true. Everyone's yeah. listening to it. Everyone's but, listening to it. Yeah, because yeah. there was we had seven seventh first uh, seventh circle syndrome. Yeah. Seventh Circle Syndrome, Seventh Circle which was Syndrome. everyone was like, "This is the best on Holy Hell! I can't believe how heavy and great it is!" And it was like the least streamed. But I do yeah. think Be Very Afraid has got more substance yeah, absolutely. than that song. And, and actually, that was like very early. We hadn't put any vocals on it yet, and I didn't no. know how much that was going to elevate it. But it does, other than being like the heaviest song on there, it does have like, it still has elements of the change sound. That, that song was, to that's me, what was key, yeah. like there's a couple of, he's cancelled, so you can take his crown. Um, there's a couple of little fucking Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Marilyn Manson yeah. moments yeah. from your boy. Oh, it was, and no, the synths. I have to work hard to get them out of Samatai. Really? <laughs> Well, you know, you, you can easily feel like a prat when you're delivering those kind of vocals, can't you? Yeah. Spirit. Yeah. We did so many spirits. Spirit. Spirit. 
Is there a compilation of spirits? spirits. Was there a different? Was there a, di- oh, a there different? Was, there was one? probably like yeah, twenty five spirits or something. Spirit. Those two. Those the, sounds a bit like a frog. When we were <laughs> young, <laughs> when we were young and um, and be very afraid were the most spontaneous, spontaneous. Yeah. and they were all conversations of us listening to the record and then being like, I remember, I remember speaking to Josh about how the record needed her when we were young and being like. I think it needs something really fast and exciting and blah, 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 blah. He went home that night and then we were staying in a place. I can't remember where we were. We were staying somewhere down near the studio. And then the next day he came in while we were having breakfast. He went in the other room and demoed it. And then we went in the, he was like, come in here and listen. And then by that evening, Dan was tracking the drums to the song. It was really, yeah. Didn't really change fast. anything. Yeah. Like, there you go. That's the song. Let's go record some vocals. We'd, yeah. He'd played it and we were like, everyone went, that's great. We went and started working on a chorus, got the chorus immediately, and then Dan was tracking the drums. Because then if you know, if you got the chorus, like, you're Although in. there are songs like, I did track Be Very Afraid and then yeah, do some pretty sense. radical restructuring like that. That bit you were just talking about, the Marilyn Manson bit, where it's just like, kick, kick, snare, mm. kick, 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 snare. I never played that. That's just me taking the drum stems from what I had tracked and creating that drum beat. I never actually tracked this it. Is your, this is your Trent Reznor arc. But <laughs> I, I thought about this, I think about this all the time with Radiohead, Bring Me, Nine Inch Nails to an extent, Architects, Opeth. These are all bands that they like, like Opeth had three changes. I'm talking about the first change they had. Mm-hmm. They were all bands that had like quite a dramatic change. Yeah. And actually, I don't know what it is about me and my musical itch I always like the change more than I like I like the early stuff but I always like the change more it's intriguing isn't it you know but he, the, some people are the complete fucking opposite yeah but you look I mean it's just like you're always gonna leave people behind I mean I've, I've listened to Rick Rubin on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day and he says like whenever an artist changes it makes people unhappy it's just part and parcel isn't it and so it, it's you, you know like a lot of those artists with the exception of bringing the horizon wouldn't have had the feedback so much yeah, yeah you know true. You, the feedback it, in the feedback pre-internet pre-social media really was just record sales and ticket sales wasn't it that was that was your guide which were all usually just massive anyway because there wasn't enough singles or right. enough airplay of the single for you to decide I'm not going to buy this. And if we were just going off that data, we'd probably be pretty pretty pleased with ourselves. But um, it, it's you, you, get, you get all the uh, opinions now. And, and to be fair, we'd have to read it, do we? But we do. Because, yeah, everyone does. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'm like a totally insecure baby. You know, I'm like, I feel... Because anyone, like, like, I'm not affected by anything. <laughs> Like, like positive, fe- positive feedback means literally nothing to me. Yeah. Negative feedback. You go looking for the, you go looking for the negative. Sometimes, yeah. I don't think you look for Isn't the negative. Weird? I just don't think you see the positive. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like or you there. see a negative in the positive. Go, what's that? You're amazing. Who's saying that? <laughs> fucking give me something more than that. <laughs> you're amazing. You're amazing. I don't Save my life. Anything. And I don't feel anything. Tattoo of my lyrics. No. La, 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 la. <laughs> Dan Searle is fucking useless at writing songs. This band has been dead since Tom left. I'm just gonna stare at that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so weird, it's isn't it? So weird. 
And you, but you let it fuck right. up your entire right. day. Oh. Right out entire response. day. Let me just write out a response. Save it in drafts. Save it in drafts, just in case come back to that. I might like that later. A good thing that Mike from Royal Blood said to me was, why would you take criticism from somebody that you wouldn't ask advice from? Which I think is really... But we still go looking. Ca- we a- do. But you still, you have to try and be like, I would, I do not value what this guy's opinion would be. I wouldn't ask him to come in the studio and ask to help structure the song. So why am I, why? The why thing am I, is, late? It, it, I mean, I'm not saying that I do do that and I can, and I can make it okay. I can't because it, uh, it's too hard. But it is funny when you do put it like that. Like Stephen that lives in his mum's basement and has pot noodles. <laughs> But Nothing is, wrong with people like that. He might be a very talented musician, but I'm not going to go and ask him for. Do you like my jacket? I don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> do you like my makeup? Do you like the wings on my eyes? I'm not going to be like, mate, Stephen. How do we get from this middle eight back into the chorus? <laughs> <laughs> whereas I would probably. Steve, send your comment online. Whereas mate. if I was, if I was, and we were sat there and we couldn't figure it out, I'd be like, oh, well, probably the song's not going to be finished, is it? Thing we are babies about it. I yeah. think, and we and we we ought to be less affected by it and it's and it's all pretty evident by how much we've been talking about it and I know discussion. I was literally about to change change but like it you know it is down to us to deal with it better and be less affected and less bothered I can cut it. some of that out of the room but also, <laughs> but also I, th- I think it is but then also I, I do think there needs to be some uh, genuine there needs to people need to realise there are human beings on yeah the that's, and, it, that's and, it, and when you are actually putting out art and I say that not as in like us being art, just any sort of art, art like you know, paintings, poetry, songs, lyrics, anything. You are going into a very vulnerable place in your mind to 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 let that out in the first place, and to let people hear that and see that side of you, especially when you've been really open about everything that's been going on, and you know, with, with Tom and our entire journey. What funny was that? It? That's not that's not over. You know, it's, it's it, the the thing that I can't get my head around is how people really rallied around us and were like, we were the people's band and people were so proud that we were still going and they were just so behind us and we, everybody loved us because we, because we managed to forge through and work together as a group of people to, to continue this band and this legacy. And then immediately, they they went, oh, you're not over it yet. That, you're not over it. I thought you that's enough it. time, yeah. isn't it? To create yeah. them yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it they must, be, they like must be done grieving. It yeah. felt like that. Oh, so, so it's probably been about five, We were, we were dining now. out on that goodwill for a little while. But, <laughs> but that's, that's dried up now. I don't think yeah. that's the case. I, I want to get off, get off that. Yeah, I'm going to go um, for a piss whilst you talk about something else. Uh, all right. I'll just let me get this cable up. Do you don't have to bring your headphones to the toilet? Stop <laughs> it. Um, hello. All right, mate. Would you, would you want to talk about why he's not here? Should we slag him off? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about just how beautiful you look. Thanks, Craig. I'm into this. Thank you. Is that, a, what's the, is that an official colour? It's two. So I bought the blue sparkle from a little shop in the lanes in Brighton, and then I put the glitter over the top of it. And that's a... You're doing that every day? You're doing it once a week? It should last uh, through about two days of comments. Of <laughs> <laughs> biting them, um, God, but no, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty, pretty. It's, um, how's your dogs? They're good. They're good. Uh, Lucky was very. It was firework night last night in the UK. Are they uh, bad? Lucky yeah. is absolutely terrified. Like, find her upstairs shaking, and like, you know, it's not. Is nice Sophia all right? Sophia couldn't care less. 
She's Pamela's like that. She yeah. don't give a fuck about fireworks. Does not care. Lucky is like the flashes, the noises. It it triggers something in her that, I, and I'm not sure what it was, what it is. I think she was a farm dog before she sort of fled working in the farm and I found her, but. She doesn't have a tail. I wonder if someone shot off her tail or, did, or did something. Because you adopted her from Romania. Yeah, I found her in a car park out, outside our tour bus. What the fuck? I don't even think I know that. Yeah. Yeah, found her outside our tour bus in Romania the last time we were we were there. So Sophia was already... Sophia was on a website and I went, I want her. I choose you. I do that on websites quite a lot. Um, um. <laughs> and she, yeah, she came over um, and I had her for, for years. And then, um, and then Lucky... I found her in the car park and was she was also really, Romania. Really, yeah, when we were in Romania, so I found her outside our tour bus. She was literally sat outside the tour bus, and I was about to go to bed. And I was really stoned again, Rare. about to go to bed. <laughs> and uh, Calvin, our guitar tech, our old guitar tech, came back to the to the, uh, the car park where we were, where the bus was, and he was like, "There's a dog in the car park, just a stray dog." So I immediately opened the door and just opened the door, and there she was, just tilted a little head. And I was like, "Oh God." I'm oh, gonna have to have this one. Literally, well, in, how do you go about adopting in, a stray dog? So we tried to give her some food, and she didn't want any food, um, which immediately was like, "There's something wrong here." We tried to give her peanut butter, which obviously all dogs love, and then it went from there. It was like I called the. I, I spoke to speak of the fucking devil, little jealous little bitch. I, I can spoke, say, bitch is a female dog. I spoke to the promoter. The promoter wouldn't help me. The venue wouldn't help me. The hotel, I tried to pay double for a room. They wouldn't give me the room. So I had to tweet. I had to tweet being like, if anyone could come here and help me rescue this dog. And some a girl called Maria came and uh, took Lucky and then she got picked up by the charity that I got Sophia's food the next day at 10am. And then she had a, she had a surgery because she was really ill. She was going to die. And then that's why she's called Lucky because she's, she's very lucky. I don't think I knew that story. I think you'd, oh, you just assumed it. Same Sophia website. It was mental. It was a mental thing to do. I we didn't, didn't we were all on the bus like, what the fuck is Sam doing out there with that dog? Did Wait, so she didn't come on the bus though? No. No, you sat no. outside with her. For like four hours. Oh, that's cute. Like a little... She's my mate. Disney film. I just saw her immediately and was like, you're my mate. And so the thing is with like Sophia at the time was a bit more like sort of reactive and like a bit like, you know, scared because of what she'd been through. And then when I met Lucky and she was fine with it, all of us, like the entire crew, everyone could say hello to her in the middle of a car park. I was like, she's she's calm enough to be around Sophia. And then her and Sophia are like best buds now. Now they're besties. Yeah. But she hates fireworks. So. Probably because of her past life. Yeah, she's fine with them. I don't know if it's a small dog thing. Yeah, Sophie didn't give a shit. Got any dogs or animals or just two kids? Just two kids is enough, mate. Imagine having an animal. How's that? I, don't, I, I can't relate at all. I know quite a few people with multiple kids and dogs and they all say don't get a dog because well, they don't get the, the love they deserve usually unless the kids are older you know unless the kids I've, are not worth I've loving I've got literally no like more love to give I'm out it's also, you're loved I'm out in. I've got nothing else to give but everyone's catered for everyone's catered for we the just, quota every, you're meeting your quota I meet my quota everyone's getting what they need actually no Amelie's probably not getting as oh. much love as she deserves oh well it's nice of you to say that on such yeah. a public platform yeah well you know vulnerability isn't it yeah, well, give her, give her a little bit more love then, because <laughs> you've established there's a problem. She understands. Um, I want to not talk about any other fucking negative shit except for one other thing that I wanted to talk about with the metaphor chat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of metaphors in this one. Mm. Double meanings. 
Yeah. Did you get the double meanings? <laughs> uh, like, like so many. And at first, obviously, I'm like, why is, he, why is he, no, why is he, no, at first I'm like, why has he done that? Because mm. people won't get it. So, you want to go through any of them? Is there any in particular, you don't want to go through any of them? <laughs> no, I can. Is, is there any in particular that you've seen people get wrong? Any particular song or lyrics? Is it to both of them? Is I don't your- think, I think the thing that goes over a lot of people's heads is, um, which is, is on the last record, I think that second verse in Giving Blood goes over people's heads so much. Yeah, I don't think giving, anyone gets it. Giving Blood was about, was about not what we wanting to pursue what we wanted to pursue creatively actually yeah yeah and no one got that well, now they will and they'll probably be all offended I love the why what's, they, what's the they, lyric the second verse is that may they rest in peace because they're fucking dead to me and then it goes into the so here's your eulogy and it's goes into a real sort of soft you know, so here, here, here's your eulogy it's like falsetto and just goes yeah. right down into that yeah that was a real like fuck you but it's like uh, just People thought it was about someone that was dead. I don't know what they think it's about, yeah. but it was all about like, yeah, how, you know, at, at the time I was actually, we're going back to it again, but I, I think that before we wrote Lost Forever, Bring Me the Horizon had written Ammo. And I thought it was really admirable. Mm. Um, and so I just started watching it with any band that was getting abuse. And I think, and I was just thinking about the sort of, dis, the, 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 disjunct between the creative process and the sort of the commercialization of creativity i suppose and um and how messy that can get and misinterpreted it can be so yeah but i mean generally i you know you don't want to write songs that are too on the nose and I'm particularly that song uh, i'm time. in the band stray from the park <laughs> <laughs> sort yeah. of what we do yeah well and you know Sometimes you don't want your music videos to be too on the nose, do you? <laughs> get, me, get me back with that one. Right, I'm going to have to go to my fucking notes then. Um, you want to give no, me I juice? Mean, I, I, I try not to make it too too blatant or on about because I, I, and I also, I really try not to make the songs too politically, we're left, you're right or whatever. I really don't want to, I, I find yeah. that the, the, that, that there's, it's the tribalism surrounding that is um not going to help human beings or I do, the planet move I forward. do like how it feels more I always feel like it's more kind of we rather than you. Yeah. You know, I, like I, I, I don't you don't need a fucking finger being pointed at you the whole I time. I definitely definitely, especially in the last two albums, tried to make the album more about pointing the finger at myself than anyone else than like, oh they're the problem when actually like, well, uh, you know, I I'm deeply flawed and, and behave in ways that I would rather I didn't and we all do that why is why do we do nothing seemingly about moving guiding this planet in a better direction and how much is our collective um, mental health stopping us from actually moving forward and solving the problems that we face and you know the the world that we live in now is not designed to make us happy. It's designed to increase GDP, you know, like, and, we, and, and schooling is about preparing us for the workforce rather than knowing how to live a happy, fulfill, fulfilling life. These are all, these be, are all individual songs or this is uh, the whole the, album I would say the whole. general theme, the general theme, especially on this album, is, is, for me is, is a lot about how w- the world is not set up to make, for us to thrive 
It is and, funny. And, and, and the world is very comfortable for the lucky ones is, is, is very comfortable. You know, we've got lots of luxuries and stuff, but that's all sort of, that leads us down a path that doesn't it's funny. lead it's to fun- happiness, you know. It's funny when you think about like actual school and going to school and learning about science and maths, things like that. What the fuck? Oh, I need to learn. You should have told me how to do my fucking tax returns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know idea or, what I'm doing. Or grief or, or like being Pre- kind, practicing what, kindness. What or, about growing food? Yeah, you know, like basic things that humans have always done, and that we well, that's just put, put it in some ground and some water, isn't it? <laughs> Seasons, seasonal veg. Yeah, I, I you know, but yeah, that is weird. It's weird. It's weird. We're we're be- we're we're built to fail, and you know, like we're we're so we're so reliant, aren't we? Where everything is compartmentalized, where everything everyone is specialized to what they do, and actually, no one really knows how to look after themselves. You know, like. If 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 something if if shit really hits the fan, we're all going to be going. Well, fuck. Mm. I don't know how to. I don't know what. I don't know how to rewire something, or I don't know how to. Where do I source water now? <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that necessarily we're going to be facing that stuff. But once you take away a few sort of thin layers, we're all like babies. Do you do you think having kids? Makes you think about that stuff more. Hundred percent. Because I just like when, when you were saying that there, I just thought I just fucking kill myself. <laughs> I mean, having kids. I've got no. Having kids. Makes, Trigger warning. Front page of Twitch. Sorry. It, it extends your horizon by like seventy years, right? Seventy yeah. eight years, and suddenly you're concerned about that far in the future. When you know, before it was like, well, I've got about every, forty minutes in me at any hu- one time. <laughs> every human. Oh, yeah. Every human is is selfish to some degree right because it's all about our own self-preservation but once it becomes about your children's self-preservation as well it's and this is this is kind of why i get you know like our band is sort of known i suppose for like for championing um the climate crisis issue if you like but that's just going nowhere i mean yeah. we are Oh, you know, I watched that um, Don't Look Up movie and it just did my head in how much it was just pointing the finger at the right. And I I understand that there are a lot of people in right-wing politics are culpable for the, the sort of lack of momentum towards moving to something more sustainable. But like taking the piss out of all of them that's not going to get them on your side. It's not. It's the, going to completely that, alienate yeah. them, and you're going to get nowhere. It's the same about making jokes about uh, architects' songs. Yeah, it's the same. I'm going. It's, it's the same. The jazz model. albums come in. There's, right? there's a there's a, a genuine thing in the world where there's twelve organisations that are responsible for eight percent of the greenhouse gases that are, that are, that are the issues that we are facing, and they are all absolutely minted and they will always be minted because we will always keep giving them our money but if we yeah. as a whole as a, as a as a if we don't understand the power the people power what are we going to change and that's kind of what the record's about to me in 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 a, in a sense is that i well it's it's pointing the finger at ourselves we understand that there are small groups of people that are primarily responsible for the lack of change in the world that we're living in but there is this strange phenomena, and I suppose it's always existed in different forms, where there's more of us than them. Yeah. And 
what the fuck am I doing about it? Yeah. I'm still just like sat on the sofa watching Netflix in the evening. I think you know, there's mm. so much. I think there's so much, about, especially like when you see everything going up, like the money and the prices and the gas and the energy bills and how everything happens. You look over in France, in France when they tried, started to bring up the petrol too much and they blocked the fucking roads and were like, no. And then it came back down. In England and in, and in Great Britain, we seemingly go, nah, nah, this is really shit. And we and fucking share nothing. our little Instagram posts and we think that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And no one goes outside and does anything or creates any fuss. That's why I we all just sit the there and go, we all just go, this is crap. Is that it? why we have like the most chill police? Yeah, maybe because they're because like, the, well, they ain't going to do anything. Because the, 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 the people are so uh, they have pacified. Their they I know have they moments. have their moments, but if you look at like, if you look at certain parts of Europe or South yeah. America or yeah, Central North America, yeah. all these places, even Australia, Iran, like trying to get. I was thinking about this the other day, trying to get into the border at Australia. Why is that so mental? It's like, yeah, I've got any mud time. on my shoes. Just relax. <laughs> yeah. Put your phone away. What? Yeah, fucking. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, it's the most mental border. It yeah, it's is crazy. That yeah. guy. There's a uh, there was a guy there last time that was so furious with us for just being on our phones. We we're like, what? What? Was it Brisbane? I feel like every time I, I fly into place. every time I fly into Brisbane, it's just like, all right, just either send me home or <laughs> I haven't got any. I'm really hungry. There's no food in this just, bag. Just stop shouting at me. You I've know, got any the, fucking crickets in my bag or whatever's <laughs> going to ruin your climate? <laughs> the Simpsons. I've seen. I've seen. I saw someone criticizing us because our records were wrapped in plastic. And oh, um, I do love. A good what about a what aboutism? Yeah, makes people feel better about themselves. It does, right? And and it's it's so like paralyzing because you're not allowed to do anything unless you do it perfectly. And mm. like we have to fly places all the time. Not we haven't for years, but you know we will be flying places, and you know we will be less than perfect a lot of the time. And people are going to have to be less than perfect a lot it. of the time, and that's going to have to be better than nothing and if we if it's just a competition about who can be perfect then we might as well just sort of launch the nukes see I hear that in a lot of the lyrics you yeah. think about that a lot yeah 100% I saw it in the in the Coldplay show the, show the tour that they're on right now the things that they're doing it absolutely groundbreaking absolutely insane and the shit about the dancing it's like just, the it's brilliant they're not making any money all the, the they, at the start of the show, they have a video where they talk about the organisations and the charities that they're giving the money to f- from that night. They could drop the like, wristbands, though, couldn't they? It's like Sea Shepherd. They're reusable. <laughs> they're reusable. So they they ask you to give them back, and people don't give them back. No, I went to a Coldplay show, and literally, I could not find anyone to give the thing back to. Oh, no, this one, this tour. It <laughs> says it says at the start. <laughs> it said at the start. I do really respect them, but but that's but, the but people miss. The, I'm not going to leave a comment. People miss the ten things that they're doing that are amazing yeah. and call out something that they're not. Instead because it makes them feel better because they know it. it activates part of the brain where they go, I'm not doing fucking anything. Yeah. Let's just make sure so that So I'm they really feel aware of like so making any comments. I mean, and maybe that's partly why I'm so self-critical in the lyrics because I feel like it's some kind of, well, you're not going to get me on that. I know I'm imperfect yeah. and I know I don't do everything right, but I'm trying. But a lot of it is just asking, uh, what? Ask myself like, why am I not trying harder? It's, one, it's also one of those things where people do it and they and they go for you and you want to just turn around and go, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing that's so brilliant? Why are you pissing on me or us? Why, what's wrong in your life for you brilliant. to be like that, you know? What? We're just coming back to the same thing though. It's if And, and it's the reason why, you know, we might make statements in our music, but on social media and stuff, I, I struggle to say anything. I feel like paralysed by the 
I mean, you're great at not worrying yeah, about Yeah, but this I don't have seemingly. kids. I was just thinking about that there. I don't literally don't give a fuck what I say. The only thing, the only time I ever feel bad is if I've like truly hurt someone's feelings and not yeah. really thought something through. But I don't really think I. I find it. I find. I feel a responsibility to look out for people that I care for. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm inspired by like Huntsabs or Sea Shepherd or anyone that dedicates their life to something and you can see their passion and, and their I have complete admiration for that because I feel like if I wasn't in a band that's where I would have to go to vent my frustration and my anger and my energy is to do to be doing something like that so I God, feel fucking weaponized Sea Shepherd Sam I feel like a responsibility to share those things and to and also to discuss things along those lines so you know veganism and animal rights and, and trying to create change and i think you have i now am like just don't read the comments just post it put it out there for people to see i'm not expecting everybody to agree with me and i have to understand that people aren't going to agree with me but i want to help you want to carry on, on and people, not you know. mitigate and what with, you're saying same with all the, the you know the animal charities and stuff with the with the you know the dogs in romania and trying to do stuff for, for, for them and, and the money that we've done that raised for wonder dog and sea shepherd and stuff i see the good that comes from us doing that oh we raise a lot of money i see i see the good so i don't real but but that is also we do but that is that's not us that's people believing in the projects. So you do see the kindness that, that is there. When, when we did the stuff for Wonder Dog, the amount of money that we raised for Wonder Dog was absolutely staggering for, for, for her and for, for the charity and the work that she does. It was a life-changing amount. Every time I saw her for two weeks, she was just in tears. She couldn't express how happy she was. So that's real. That's real life. That's, that's positive. You just don't, don't nice. expect everybody to agree with you because they're not going to. And some people are just... Some people were farmers, and some people were some people were some people were, uh, are hu- raised in a hunting family, or you know, I come from a family of police officers. I don't necessarily agree with it, Pinks. but I still still love it's a joke. I still you know I love joke. I love my my family. I don't I don't necessarily back <laughs> love it, you know, and I can have jokes with my sister and stuff about that. I can say stuff like that to her, but she gets that f- real life. You know, she has people spitting on her. In her face, you know, and stuff, and that's got to be bold to spit in a police officer's face. Yeah. What's the? Um, I've never done that. I like to think my Twitter is very much that sort of symbolic spitting in a police officer's face. A, l- a lot of your Twitter face. is like the way I would like to be. Thanks, well, mate. The, the maybe slightly less nihilistic. If I had but, le- less but, to lose. <laughs> <laughs> but the the freedom with which you you um, tweet. Is, um, it's like it's, it's like it's in your brain. I think I've only ever got thanks, guys. I appreciate that. I think I've only ever got in true trouble for saying that I would like Tim Lambesis to sit in that chair right there, which is a, which is mental. Yeah, that, that, and honestly, and the, the the hate that I got from that, even though like I knew in my brain, like if I get him in there, I'm gonna fucking grill him. You know, when, when we, people happily accepted when tours, I remember, though, didn't they? I remember being speaking to someone. Um, who is closely acquainted with the other members of Asley Dying. And uh, he told me, oh, they're going to reform with Tim. And I said, yeah, but that's not going to work. Like, people aren't going to have it. They're, no one's going to buy tickets to, to to see them play after what he's done. And they came back bigger than ever. Mm. <laughs> and I, could, I mean, I'm still shocked. I Look, I, I think we 
need to have some kind of allowance for redemption in our society and people to a degree you know need to have a second chance i'm not saying you know your ian watkins of the world should have a second chance necessarily but oh yeah he's fucking he's a I think blowing, it's, it's hard. blowing like, crack smoke in a baby's face before you do all that shit. It's, it's, you're yeah. out. You're out. You're out. And That's but, not I mean, on. There's a level. Know, it, it's it's not really for us to to figure out. I don't know whose job it is to figure out, but he did pay someone to kill his wife. So that is tough. You know, I don't. I, the, the court of I the court find, of audience has said it's fine. Absolutely fine. And and I would find it hard. Like if if a mate of mine paid an undercover cop to kill his wife I think I would find it hard to be mates with him after oh, that for god's sake I'll, I'll cancel it then <laughs> but um I'm, I'm on about three I, yeah. you, do, you do genuinely just tweet exactly what's on your mind all the time it's an immense I'm, sure I'm sure there's some filter uh, there's a little bit there. of a filter but that, that was the only one where it was like I got annoyed by people who were quote but that wasn't quote outrageous unquote, I know but they were quote unquote on my side Mm. Uh, like you know in the fucking world that has to be on sides there were like people who agree with me for stuff and I was like do you not see that you know, I want him here to have a chat because I'm unsure of the forgiveness like and I'd like to maybe understand it you or might maybe, have been critical and, uh, yeah exactly 100% critical so like well, how did they know you were going to meet him like well, what energy were you going to meet him with exactly you weren't going to be it like hugging, hugs and kisses what's up bro you want to train like, like yeah bro hi I don't know you but like I wonder can we be mates yeah can we be mates um, about the murder um, I mean, and the only other one was we one joke one joke that I made um, I won't repeat it, but I'll give the context, and then we're probably we're probably on two hours, so we can just fucking leave it. Leave it on. A, I made a joke that was, um, and as I actually did feel bad for it afterwards. I said, uh, "People who don't like avocados must," and then something like heinous. <laughs> it was really quite heinous. Um, you know, probably the worst thing you can do on earth. Um, and you know. People weren't very happy with it. It was. I was just trying to say I love avocados, but uh, <laughs> in the only way you knew how. <laughs> in the only way I knew how, and that was the only one. Afterwards, I was like, "Well, do I really want my avocado joke bringing up a bad memory for people?" And then that was the only one. Where I was like, "You got the avocados, hat, haven't you?" Yeah, I make jokes. <laughs> I make jokes <laughs> with fairly frequently, which I regret in person where I just get carried away and say something I'm like that was actually that's actually not on what I just said uh, um, and, 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 and like, then I think about it for a bit and I there's a part of me that's like well, a bit hard on myself for doing it but then I just go no, move on just don't do it you know you feel bad about it you didn't you, 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 you think I shouldn't have said that and for me like to a degree that's that's good enough isn't it I mean your your how you really feel about something matters more than just like a throwaway the, thing you yeah, said. Yeah, the appearance of tear gas, if you will. <laughs> I didn't mean it. That, that, that song's about that. Uh, yeah. That song, uh, I don't want to end on it, but tear gas is about, from my gathering of the lyrics, is about people who are pretending to be affected by yeah. something yeah. to appear like good people but not actually yeah. being good people yeah. that's the metaphor yeah. I got it ladies and gentlemen goes, goes hard it live. goes so hard we'll see song, it later on tonight live is hard you're on tour with Biffy Clyro yeah 
Yeah, on tour with Biffy Clyro for the next sort of 10 days or so. And uh, we've got a German tour in January. We've got an Australian tour in February. Off to Mexico in December as well. Fuck me, jealous. Yeah, it's all starting up. All good times. It's pretty good. You, you get all that on the Architects website, architectsofficial.com. Yeah. Made that up, but it was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's about it, isn't it? That's yeah. it. And then what I need to do is actually just very unprofessionally leave to stop the stream. Right. I don't, I can't, no one pays me for this. If, you, if you're listening to the audio, uh, give me some money on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the downbeat. It's only one pound. Give me a fucking pound. Yeah. Uh, or give buy Craig, Give Craig everything. See? Seeing how much hard work has gone in today. There's a lot of, lot of cameras around. Yeah. Um, if you're on Twitch, drop a sub, drop a follow. Um, that's it. Thank you guys. I can't wait to see you play later. Thanks I'm really hungry. Us. Yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> there was no me too or I'm not just well okay bye bye <laughs>